0: And in tonight's Back the Blue, an exclusive radio interview with former New York City cop and current New York Mayor Eric Adams. And joining us now after his big day with President Biden in New York is New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Mayor Adams, great to have you here on the Rita Cosby Show.
1: Rita, it's always a pleasure being on your show. Thank you for having me.
0: How do you think your day went with the president in town? Obviously, a big, important issue about combating crime.
1: Uh, So true. You know what? Not every day you are able to uh, bring in a symbol of strength and power and authority as the American president and have him shine his huge spotlight on an issue that is extremely dear to me. And that's public safety, public safety and justice justice. Uh, will continue to be the prerequisite to prosperity. And I'm going to let New Yorkers know that.
0: How concerned are you about crime? I mean, the numbers are staggering, Mayor Adams, you know, up uh, 38 percent overall year to date. Um, You have such a unique background with your experience, obviously, in public service and obviously, you know, as former law enforcement. How deeply troubled are you? Because people are worried.
1: And, and rightfully so, uh, they sh- they they should be concerned about what they're seeing, but I want them to remain optimistic on the future. Uh, new York City is a corporation. I'm the new CEO, and as in any new CEO, you have to put your plan and programs in place to turn around a failing company, and that's what we're experiencing uh, right now. When you watch uh, stores are closing because of the People walking in, taking whatever they want off the shelves, and no real response. When you're watching in our subway system, those with mental health illnesses are on the subways, and no one is stating that this is not the place for people to have a dignified existence. And then you're looking at the gun violence, bullets are carbon highways of death uh, throughout our community. It took the lives of two officers. And when we buried uh, one officer, the night before, we had another officer who was shot. And so, there's, there's a lot There's a lot to be concerned about, but I want us to remain optimistic because we're going to turn the city around. And I know this is a great city and we're resilient.
0: Have you ever, you know, in recent times, you know, felt so, um, I guess, overwhelmed? And I think New Yorkers feel overwhelmed. Obviously, you're the CEO, uh, but everybody in town, there are a lot of people who say, you know, they go to the subway. I had a friend, by the way, who was on the subway today. It was 7 o'clock in the morning. There was one other person on the train, 7 in the morning. People are scared to ride subways. They're scared to be out on the street. Um, there is a real genuine fear, and the numbers are showing it. And, and there's a lot of pieces here, too, this, Mayor Adams.
1: So true, Rita. And I want to, I want to uh, share with you and all of your listeners, there's not one day I wake up overwhelmed. Now, one day, I believe we can't turn around our city. Uh, we will turn around the city and put it back on the pathway. Uh, we were devastated by COVID. Uh, many of our businesses were hit hard. Uh, many of our uh, co- companies and corporations, uh, only 30% occupancy. Many people don't want to come back to work. Uh, there's a lot of concern, but I do not wake up one day of being over- overwhelmed uh, by what's in front of me. Because uh, I saw a hard time before when I was a rookie police officer uh, during the mid-80s. And I, we witnessed 2,000 homicides a year and almost 98,000 felonious assaults. But we continue to uh, move forward. And that's who we are as New Yorkers. And that's the spirit that I want New Yorkers to know, that we're going to lead ourselves out of this.
0: Absolutely. And Mayor Adams, I've known you a long time. Um, you're always straight talking. You always say, you know, what you think. And there was a lot of focus, of course, with the president today about guns. That's an important part. Um, The one thing I didn't hear was about locking criminals up, keeping them locked up, the repeat offenders um, that we've seen time and time again um, that have been getting out. And I know that you have expressed concern about bail reform. Um, You you know how important it is that also people who have done acts uh, of criminal acts understand punishment and are afraid to go back into prison again, that understand that, and we can't have that revolving door. We've seen it time and time again. Um, What do you say to DA Alvin Bragg?
1: And You're you're right, Rita. Uh, Let's be clear. Um, We are in a city, in a country where consequences must uh, go with inappropriate actions. And we've created in these last few years, uh, in the country in general, but specifically in New York, uh, that uh, there is uh, no appropriate response to bad behavior. Uh, the laws have shown that, and it's troubling when uh, you could have a person that carries a gun repeatedly and they're treated in family court instead of criminal court. Uh, I think we need to tweet, tweak the law to reflect that that's unacceptable. And then we should give judges uh, the dangerousness clause something that 49 states currently have. There's no reason uh, we don't have it here in New York. But even if we can't get those victories, which I believe we should, uh, I say over and over again, there are many rivers that uh, flow into the sea of violence, and we need to dam every river. And we're going to do our job in the city to dam the river of the guns that are on the street, but we also need to dam the rivers that allow people to come back out after committing crimes and damn the river uh, that allows the flow of guns in our city. And that's what the president announced today uh, to continue the collaboration between city, state, and federal agencies. I call it the same response we had with 9-11 to stop terrorism, international terrorism to come to our shores. Then we need to now stop the domestic terror that we're living out every day in these cities.
0: Yeah, and people are terrified. I agree. There are so many layers to this, and and by the way, too, I thought it was interesting the violence interrupters, the the some of the meetings that you had today. I think there are so many puzzles. But I, a lot of New Yorkers worry, Mayor Adams, particularly about D.A. Bragg, and I know you've spoken about it, but him putting out a memo on day one, you know, saying you know these are the crimes I'm reducing, these are the ones where we're not going to prosecute. Don't you think that sends a green light? two criminals. And and at the same time, we've got the governor who said she's going to give him some slack. At what point do we say, how much slack are you going to give him?
1: So we met with all of the district attorneys uh, this week. Uh, we sat down and I believe we had a meeting of the mind uh, where we realized that we must be combined in our effort to deal with this issue of violence. And I've had conversations with D.A. Bragg and you know, I never revealed private conversations, uh, but I believe we're going to work together uh, specifically to deal with gun violence and look at some of these other cases that's leading to the state of disorder in our city. And I'm looking forward to partnering with the district attorneys. They were all there, and they're excited about partnering, partnering with me. And we also met with the two U.S. attorneys uh, in the Eastern and Southern District. And so there's a real partnership developing. Do you
0: believe that he heard you? Uh, because, you know, people are worried. People, there's been so many of these headlines, Mr. Mayor, of course, you know, from Alvin, you know, from Alvin Bragg's memo that came out on the first day. People are saying, well, did that telegraph to criminals that, you know, they're not going to get punished?
1: And th- we we definitely don't want to do that. Uh, criminals are extremely smart in how they stay attuned in new laws and procedures more than we do. And so I think it's imperative that we send the right message. And I I, I am encouraged, um, based on the meeting that we had, that we were sending the right message to keep the city safe.
0: Are you encouraged that you could have an impact on the DA?
1: Well, uh, I'm hoping that we all have an impact on each other. And again, I don't want to go into the private conversations I had with him.
0: And again, not even asking the private conversations, but just for people on the street to feel confident, because that's been the one thing that's been getting a lot of headlines.
1: they so true. And it's my responsibility to keep the people of this city safe. And I'm not going to point to any other uh, lawmaker or elected and give that responsibility to them. I need them to be my partners, but no matter what or who is in office and what policies come out, I have to work within those parameters and keep New Yorkers safe. And that's what I'm going to do
0: absolutely. And believe me, people are very optimistic when they hear your words, mayor adams and and what you're doing and your background. Um also want to ask you about um the message too, that you would say to all the police officers and especially their families, because it was so emotional. As, you know, you and I saw, we were at the funeral for Wilbur Mora. I know that you were at the funeral also for Jason Rivera. Um, what do you say to those relatives who are pleading for reform, pleading for change and and hoping for the best that, that you could be, the guy who turns the city
1: around? I'm telling them that I, I was there September 11, 2001, when we witnessed uh, the symbols of New York crumble before our eyes. And people focus on that day, September 11th, Rita. Uh, And although I give uh, honor to those we lost, uh, the day of remembrance for me is September 12th, 2001. We got up, Uh, teachers taught, retailers sold their goods, police officers, police, and all of the pain and despair and the number of lives we lost. uh, We understood that we would not live within that painful moment. We turned the pain into purpose and we regain our footing. And America looked towards us when they saw our response and it revitalized our entire country. And we're here again. COVID is not terrorism, but it was terror. And it brought terror to many of us. And we were the epic center then, just as we are now. And it's time for us to show America just exactly what New York is made of. And I think we're going to do that. And I'm looking, Looking forward to mobilizing my police, my other civil servants that are willing to do their job and move forward and making this happen.
0: How heartbreaking was it for you to be there at the services? And, you know, just even for me being there, uh, Mayor Adams, it was just so emotional to see the sea of um, officers, um, you know, and, and the, the brothers and sisters that all came out from literally all over the country. It was just, it was so inspiring, that part, and yet so heartbreaking um, to see, you know, the family members who lost their heroes, our heroes.
1: Rita, uh, the night in the hospital, when the families came in, uh, I was standing at the door when Officer Rivera's wife walked through the door at the Harlem Hospital. And I've responded to these types of incidents before, but I never experienced or saw that level of pain that just never dissipated. And it was hurtful to watch it. It was hurtful to have experienced that. And then two funerals, A few days apart, watching officers have to relive their trauma and just reigniting our spirit that we have the responsibility that another family is not going to go through that. And as much as those officers felt pain, let me tell you what happened at the end of the funeral. Many of them went back to patrol. They went back to do their jobs because that's what we do. We serve and we protect the people of the city. And no matter who's the mayor, the police commissioner, or the president, we continue to do that every day. And I believe we're going to continue to do that.
0: Yeah, and I feel like your background, Mayor Adams, you are so uniquely qualified to understand all aspects of what's going on. Is there something that you would say um, real quick, in terms of supporting police, giving them the tools, the stop and frisk, uh, allowing some of the broken windows, because you know that works. Comstat
1: too. We could, we could police without being abusive, and the everyday police officers would tell you that we can do that. We're not going to go backwards. We're not going to police in the forms and ways we did in the past, but we're also not going back, going to go backwards to a city where there were 2,000 homicides, 98,000 robberies, and the equivalent amount of felonious assaults. So we're moving forward in how we protect the city and how we make sure that we give the support that's needed to our police officers to do their job. I know that job well. I wore that uniform. I know how challenging uh, it is. But I also know that the overwhelming number of officers want to do their job correctly and protect the people of this city.
0: And does that include stop and
1: frisk? Stop, question and frisk has never gone away. We're using it correctly. And that's the goal. We're going to use all the tools that are available to us to protect the people of the city. If you use, if you abuse a tool, it's no longer a tool, it's a weapon. And we're not going to weaponize the good tools that are needed to protect people, such as body cams or the rightful use of non-lethal weapons uh, and other tools that are out there. We're going to properly use the tools to protect the people of the city.
0: And finally, um, I know one of the things about you, and I've known you for so many years, uh, Mayor Adams, you seek advice from a lot of people. You like to get different people's advice. Um, Interesting, I know you met with former Governor Cuomo recently. I'm not going to get into your private discussions Um, Mm -hmm. But what I think is really neat is that you're always open to different ideas and to talk to different lawmakers, what worked, what didn't work. What was the best piece of advice that you got from him?
1: Well, actually, I'm open to talk to everyone. Remember, I sat down with the anti-vaxxers when they protested in front of my office. Yeah, you do. You talk to everybody. I love that. I sat down with gang members to find out how to get people out of gangs. Uh, I sat down. Uh, with you know people who agree with me or disagree with me. I wanted to sit down with the governor to uh, see a person who had a long career uh, in government as we deal with these challenging times in Albany and as well as the city. And he uh, gave me some creative ideas on how to deal with the budget, how to present to Albany next week on get the resources to the city. And so I, I stayed focused on those items that he shared. It wasn't a political meeting. It was a meeting about uh, how to utilize his talents as I don't, I don't leave any stone unturned uh, to address the crisis we have in front of us. Wow.
0: So you felt it was a productive. Was there anything you walked away and said, gosh, I'm going to do that. That's a great line. I'm going to use that.
1: Well, he gave me some creative ideas on how to get businesses uh, back up and operating. And I'm running them by my team to see if there's something we want to do, uh, because we're dealing with a real crisis that we don't have our offices open. And it's crucial that we do so.
0: Well, you are juggling so many things. And Mayor Adams, I know not just the city, the whole country is praying for you. And I know you have your hands full, but I am happy to hear that you are not overwhelmed and uh, that the CEO is inspired and, and excited and also understands all these different layers. Mayor Adams, thank you so much. It's always so great to have you on.
1: Thank you. Take care.